Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. So, Darth, are we ready to rebrand the podcast and, like, the Two Brothers Drink Bourbon podcast of the bourbon podcast that we spent, like, 20 minutes on last week? But I'm having a Mexican lager with lime. Gross. It's not very bourbony. Sounds disgusting. It is light. <laughs> oh, man. Gonna be one of those days. Got it. Yeah. Who made it? Great Lakes. Oh, wow. Because I just didn't feel like stopping anywhere else, and it's the only thing that remotely looked decent. Yeah. Great, yeah, Great Lakes, the uh, Sam Adams of Ohio. Yes. Not to... Not to, it's not the worst thing ever, not but to it's definitely beat, not my go-to. <laughs> yeah, not to beat down Sam Adams. I actually have a lot of respect for Sam Adams. I mean, that guy was like the micro-brew before micro-brews, and now he's big brand, constantly just stuffing his nose down in glasses. Oh, pretty confident every, Pretty confident every Sam Adams beer is actually just the same thing with a different printed bottle. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But let's not become the snobby IPA podcast because we might lose people. <laughs> I drink more stouts than I do uh, IPAs. So. Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> Make it stop. Ah, man. I like a good, uh, good, heavy, just big old dark beer. You know, it's just good. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Got to have that bowling ball in your gut, man. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we don't follow John Tapper's advice by, like, just chugging it in a glass, you know. you just Nah, you got to <laughs> slow pour so it doesn't get the head all over the place. And we're not sticking napkins it's in it. explodes in your stomach. Yay. Yeah, that's fun. That's that's the fun stuff. I did think that yeah. was kind of funny. And, and granted, when you are po- pouring from a tap, yeah, that is kind of what's going on. But um, who cares? John Tapper. I didn't enjoy that show, though. It was Bar a good rescue. show. It's a little different with a tap, though, because you're kind of like overpouring enough to just get rid of the head instead of just, I don't know. It, you still get some with that. Yeah, you sure do lose <clears throat> lose a little bit. That yeah. much is for sure. Now, we had talked about there are little machines that can actually uh, produce enough, or add CO2 to make it essentially a draft beer. And that's something I definitely want to look into. Well, I, I, I saw one on an old episode of Shark Tank where um, it, it's, not, it's not adding CO2. It's basically like pressurizing the, the oh, beer okay. through the tube. So okay. it, it's, it's, not, it's not really adding anything to it. It's, it's just more of a pressurizing method. Um, God, what the heck was that? I probably have it saved on a list somewhere because I, I think it's cool. It's not like it's not cheap. I'll say Probably that cheaper much. just to buy a keg. <laughs> uh, I well, I mean, I, I don't. So I you don't can know. find a keg of something you actually like that isn't. You know, honestly, I feel like most kegs that aren't domestic beer probably are pretty expensive. Just for shit. Oh uh, God, it's been it's been so long. Uh, physics F I Z Z I C S <laughs> is what it's called. So it's nice. it's one hundred and sixty four bucks on Amazon. So it's not cheap. That's the um, same as like a soda stream. I guess if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, maybe. 
But yeah, you, you just you, you put a can or a bottle or a tall boy or whatever in the thing and it shoots it out. And apparently it's, you know, been pretty highly rated as like a, you know, kind of tasting like a like a draft. So I don't know. Might be something down the road. I think it's kind of fun. There are some knockoffs of it now, which, you know, of course, everything gets knocked off nowadays. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. But uh, but yeah, so we're we're actually here to talk about Star Wars. <clears throat> the, Believe it or not, the war, the war in the stars. Um, we are going over season three, episode six, chapter twenty-two, "Guns for Hire," or otherwise known as the worst Star <laughs> Wars Mandalorian episode ever. So a lot of people have said, a lot of people have spoken. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we'll talk about it. It's um, it, it's it's certainly a ride, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think people the the criticality of the episode. I I do understand some of it, so it, it's not without some merit. But <clears throat> if I'm, I don't know, if I'm not just trying to be like a hypercritical, you know, b word. It's it's it it could have been worse. Well, I kind of went into it expecting a lot worse because obviously I'm a bit behind in the show and yeah, spoilers and everything. And I've heard a lot of people talk about. It. I mean, the, this got like a ridiculous amount of coverage for some reason. I don't know why, but like everybody wanted to talk about this. Like even to the point where every once in a while I'll watch the Daily Wire and like Matt Walsh was talking about it. Like Star Wars has gone even woker. Which I don't see. Wow! wow. <laughs> All right, conservative Darth. Jeez, man. <clears throat> but like, I don't see <laughs> the the huge critiques that are happening to this episode. Like, it it wasn't amazing. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the episode, I just didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, we'll 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 talk about it. We'll also have to have to talk about your your choice in YouTube television because you know we gotta we gotta bring you. Maybe maybe you can watch some Trevor Noah, you know, balance it out. Maybe some John Stewart like or Trevor something. Noah. I like Trevor. Noah. No, you're only I supposed like to like Trevor one Noah. thing or another. Okay, you can't like That's both. That's not how I work. No, <laughs> I'm very central when it comes to that stuff. Trevor Trevor Noah does have the capacity. I haven't watched to be Trevor funny. Noah for a while, though. Honestly, it has been a long time. It's probably it's been years. Honestly, he yeah. took over Daily Show a long time ago now. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I remember when Daily Show and the Colbert Report were like, uh, yeah. you know, those were big. The neck and neck ones. Yeah, <laughs> those were big things to watch for for a long time. And, I mean, we always knew it was satire and stuff, and we, we kind of knew that, you know, it was leaning a certain way and everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the way the world works. You can't like one or the other. You can't be fans of this, that, or the other, and blah, blah, blah. And That's one thing that tough. always annoys me with, like, <laughs> any media that I... I guess that's the one downside to enjoying listening to both sides of the argument. I get to hear them just rip apart the other thing that I also like. Mm. like most mm-hmm. people on the right obviously hate Jon Stewart with a passion. It, it depends. And I grew up liking Jon Stewart, and I don't really see, I mean, why everyone's so critical of each other like that. I mean, well, the, they're it's, o- it's all ultimately a different form of comedy. Right. Well, the, the, they're, only, they're only... They can like somebody once, but as soon as they say something contrary, and it goes for both sides, it's like a 
it's like a feeding frenzy. Um, God, I, there was something about Garth Brooks um, lately. I can't remember what it was, but anyway, <clears throat> I, I think basically he was just like, uh, you know, supporting like diversity and stuff like that, you know, which is fine. I mean, yeah, th- th- there's a lot of diversity around. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but you know, he's, he's supposed to be the, you know, the, the country singer. Oh, he got friends in low places. I guess those friends mm-hmm. aren't in so much low places anymore. Oh. But like, you know, I mean, <clears throat> if you listen to his music, he wasn't really country country either. He was, he was a state, he was basically the birth of bro country of like the people like Jason Aldean and, uh, yeah. Luke Bryan and, you know, the, who's, who's, uh, who are the popular ones now? Uh, Morgan Wallen. Is that one of them? Yeah. Morgan Wallen, uh, Combs and yeah. Luke Combs. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't listen to that anymore. It's, it's just, it's annoying. Um, to me it's annoying cause mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't mean anything. Um, but uh, you know, the more celebrities talk, the more you should just stop listening to. Them. <laughs> well, and I mean, I, I think the most important thing to do is to take a step back and analyze someone's comment without being so offended by it instantaneously, which is something everyone's very bad at anymore. Well, every, yeah, and everybody you says something so personally, like right, you're being yeah. attacked. Well, and everybody says live and let live until you trod on something that they believe in. You know. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny, like, even today at the lunch table, there was this discussion brought up about hunting out mm. of the blue, mm-hmm. and um, majority of the people there um, do, like, like, the topic was deer meat, and uh, there was one person who is, she just, in general, does not like meat, the taste of meat. She's a vegetarian yeah. by yeah. principle that I just don't enjoy the taste <clears throat> of meat, Yeah, but uh, she got to talking about, like, the morality of it. She's like... Well, for me personally, I, morally, I couldn't imagine like killing an animal just to eat it. And just for a split second, you could see like everybody in the room kind of get offended. Yep. And even mm-hmm. for a second, I'm like, well, there's no real, in my opinion, morality towards it. Because if you're going to buy something from the store, you've effectively killed the animal well, versus and killing you, it in person. You could also but, bring up the, like the, the farmer stuff about, you know, Growing any sort of plant matter, no matter well, what it is, so many you, critters. You, yeah, in the process of that exactly. You slaughter rabbits and all snakes kinds of snakes and and you yep. know moles and yeah groundhog stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen combines run over deer oh, uh, unintentionally, yeah. of course, but it sure, does. But happen. it happens. Yeah. Well, and then there's the intentional poisoning too to keep the crops alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Organic it's, doesn't necessarily mean there's organic. There's no morality with food, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ultimately. But, uh, you know, for a split second, you think that way. And then you got to take the step back and be like, you know what? This doesn't affect my life. Like, if nope. I didn't have this conversation or if I did, my life has not changed. And just because they lived a different life and they have a different perspective does not mean that they're evil and all that. No. I think that's one thing that people need to, need to shut up long enough to yep. get to that idea <laughs> now you're starting Honestly. to sound an awful lot like a middle of the road moderate like you just can't pick a side like one of them libertarian <laughs> bastards <laughs> yeah no it, it it is interesting how that happens i mean i i've known you know vegetarians and vegans for multitude of different reasons and like you know 
<clears throat> there are some people that do really well on like carnivore diets. And then there are people that, that do really well on vegan diets. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I tried that, um, you know, Ashley wanted to try, wanted me cause she had already had it, but she wanted me to try that impossible meat. So we, mm. we bought yeah. a, a pound of that at the store. It's not cheap, <laughs> but we bought some of that and I grilled it up and I ate it and I was like, not like a burger. It's not bad, but mm-hmm. it's not like a burger. But the God, the sodium content and all that stuff is oh, just. I'm sure. Um, it's yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's yeah. not great for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like with the carnivore thing too. I had listened to a lot of Jordan Peterson stuff on that, and his daughter Michaela's, and their testimony to how much that. I mean, that practically saved them. They were just allergic to everything known to man other than meat and salt well, essentially yeah she she had like an autoimmune, autoimmune disease, disease that, yeah. that was really and then with him i mean he you know he made the classic mistake of um going on uh what is it that benzo diazepine or diazepam or whatever mm-hmm. it's it, it's like anxiety meds i think and yeah. of course yeah. i mean opiates are never i'm sorry but opiates are just not good and yeah. But then on the flip side of that, some people do okay with them and some people don't. Uh, some mm-hmm. people's pain threshold's different. Some people need something for their anxiety because it's just so high. But, yeah, it's it's definitely a mixed mixed bag there for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I actually just got done making some venison pot pies, mm-hmm. you know. And that's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. They're hard to beat. No, it's, it, it is. And. Granted, I mean, I, I don't eat a, a, like a ton of red meat on the regular. I, I substitute out a lot of ground beef with ground turkey a lot. Yeah, I do lean pork and turkey and whatnot quite yeah. a bit. Chicken's a mainstay for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, God. When you, we can find a good source of chicken, True. Obviously. Well, you go look in the store and like I've started to see, um, what is it, like se- 75, uh, 25? Yeah. And yeah, I'm it's like becoming pretty popular. Which why in the is, hell would you want to eat seventy five twenty five, man? I mean, it's well, it's point, because it's turkey. cheaper. Eat turkey at well, that point. Well, it, even it, before then, tur- really. turkey but. depends because it, the seventy five twenty five is coming out because it's cheaper and because of inflation, mm-hmm. and the cost of meats gone so far up. Like whereas we were, <clears throat> you know, we were paying two ninety nine three ninety nine for a pound of ground beef, you know, eighty twenty or whatever as a as a baseline, and. Uh, you know, even with that, I would still stick to like 90, 10 if I could, you know, that's usually what I prefer in ground beef. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it's just the, the, the cheap, the cheap alternative to try and stretch it because we're not tackling inflation well enough. And, and Mm -hmm. the supply, I don't, I don't believe in the supply train chain BS. I think we've got a hell of a problem employing truckers because we treat truckers like garbage and and yeah gasoline prices and stuff the realistically that is the most important one of the most important careers to push people towards it's one of them it's one of them because we need it up there with all trades really electricians plumbers things to take care of people's homes and infrastructure and what's bigger to infrastructure than what transports everything around i mean transportation's huge yeah and that should be one of the most i think that would be up there with like you should respect that trade as much as you would doctors in my opinion because it is that essential well they make the they make the world run um but yeah i mean you 
I've heard horror stories of trucking companies, especially like small to mid-sized trucking companies, like not really being able to pay their drivers and going, mm-hmm. you know, there was one story I, I heard a little while ago where basically this uh, guy and his little crew got screwed out of like, you know, six figures because the trucking yeah, company like a half basically, million dollars and they closed yeah. down or something. Yeah. So, it, and, and that just screws over the truckers. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot obviously, but, yeah. but now, I mean, I, I, I stick to what I stick to, but you, you're right. It is, it is kind of tough to just, um, even get the quality. I mean, I, I smoked a, a pork shoulder, uh, this past weekend and, uh, you know, even with that kind of stuff, you, you, you actually have to look at those roasts. You got to look at those mm. cuts and make sure that there's not just like a tremendous fat cap on it. And, yeah. And, you know, and pork shoulder is one of the ones you can typically go extremely cheap with and be okay. I sometimes, found, yeah. But yeah. you definitely have to look at it. Regardless. You got to look at it. You got to look at it. too much fat, believe it or not. Well, and under that fat might just be more fat. It might not be yeah. more meat, you know? Yeah. So you, you got to be yeah, careful. Yeah, it's a 20 pound. 20 pound roast you might get like seven pounds of meat yeah exactly have fun processing it after it's cooked Uh uh-huh yep it's it sucks but yeah i mean it it it, it, that 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 uh that shoulder turned out really really good it's Um, funny we're kind of getting to the point where like a steak dinner out to eat is it's being it's becoming very close to buying a couple of steaks and making your own food right now I mean, I was looking yeah. at Kroger the other day just for a couple of steaks for uh, Father's Day. And my God, like a a 10-ounce New York strip that is not aged at all, no real marbling, is like $15. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, not, it's not cheap anymore. And, and back home, we uh, used to go to um, a small, you know, kind of like butcher shop that uh that would run weekly steak deals and you could get a you know a strip for 4.99 and a mm-hmm. sirloin for 3.9 and again this is years ago it's not really been recent sure. but yeah this you isn't know, pre-covid or anything this is like yeah. when we were kids <laughs> well i mean it, it had risen there for a while but uh but yeah i mean definitely uh before covid it was starting to creep up as well but yeah, it's it's interesting, and then um, you know all this stuff. It has a chain a chain effect. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you know restaurants have to you know charge more, which makes restaurant eating more inaccessible to yeah. you know everyday people. And then you well, know it affects the waitresses too, because just because the price goes up does not mean that uh, percentage for the tip necessarily will go no. up with certain people. And that and that's that's the other problem too is that you know it's not that people are cheap necessarily but when you you know practical yeah for for like two people if you're you know going in there spending 50 60 bucks then you're like oh well yeah uh, that's uh that's that's uh that's a hefty dinner sometimes you know what i mean so yeah yeah, it's and i I think like me me personally if i'm going to go out to eat i pre-bake in that i'm going to do that because i do believe in tipping service i don't believe in tipping as a practice but that's what we have as a society so i <laughs> i'm not going to be a part of the problem well i mean there <clears throat> there are ways around that but like it's tough i mean it's 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 tough to push those budgets because like food food costs you know it gets up there and uh you know you, you got to think about like percentage of work and so forth like i i worked in the restaurants for a decade i and i know what the restaurants look like. I know how lazy people are. And, um, 
you know, I've, I've bartended, I've served, I've cooked, I've done all of it. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It, it's a tough business to be in. And, you know, m- the majority of new restaurants close within the first year. Mm-hmm. It used to be like 50%, but I'm sure it's higher than that now. And it's difficult. It, it's definitely difficult. But um, yeah, looking back, I am kind of glad I didn't get into culinary. I think it would have ruined the passion of cooking for me because there's really not a lot of. Uh, I mean, you could obviously you're gonna be able to speak on this more than me, but there's not a lot of appreciation for a good chef. It depends. Um, it depends on where you're at. But like, if you're if you're working at like a small mom and pop, you know, in a small town or whatever, if you if you place out a good dinner people will continue to come back, but you know, it becomes when you start trying to cut costs and you get lower quality food and lower quality food. It doesn't matter how much you season it or cook it well or whatever. It still remains low quality food. Yeah. You can only put so much of a spin on it. So yeah, it's, it's difficult. I mean, hell, I think one of the things that started to alarm me a bit was when, when breakfast started going up so high when you're paying yeah. you know 10 11 breakfast bucks for a breakfast bucks, you know that's crazy 10 bucks would have gotten you a like two eggs hash browns and a country fried steak or a good sirloin maybe five years ago and well, that's like nope you get an omelet now well it, it used to be 10 10 bucks was was two you know as as a lot of around where we're at blue plate specials but you know yeah. which were, were your two eggs hash browns choice of meat toast you know for like 5.99 that was breakfast and that was two people's breakfast and then if you went you know up in the eight dollar range that's when you could start chucking in like a you know a country fried steak or you know just a, a chopped sirloin on a grill your mm-hmm. griddled sirloin or like big you know nice biscuits ham steak or something. yeah yeah big big old piece of ham or you know when you're getting up into some of the other meats but it's not it's not cheap to just eat breakfast out and i i mean i i personally love a diner breakfast i you know yeah it's an experience you don't really get from waking up and cooking your own no, food no. more so than at din- i to me like a a nice date night dinner i like cooking that yeah. breakfast i like going out <laughs> yeah absolutely but uh yep that's the world in which we live in it's it's an odd odd thing but anyway so uh let's just go ahead and throw this in here how's your week Ugh, wonderful. Dealing with bronchitis. <laughs> Allergies turn to bronchitis, and it's been like two, three weeks now. So Yep. Uh, but other than that, not too bad. Uh, got spoiled for Father's Day. Found out a little early. Got a new stand, sit-and-stand desk, a new uh, boom arm, so I'm not leaning over after today recording. <laughs> fun, fun. Quad monitor for an excuse to buy two more monitors. Yeah. Or a quad monitor stand, I mean. So oh, got some got some new toys to play with. Goodness. But uh no, pretty good week so far. Just uh very short week. I'm off early Friday for the Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Spend some time with dad. We're looking forward to a nice uh ridiculous amount of beef on Saturday. Of course, after just more. talking about the price of beef, it's it's a deal. It's a deal. All you can <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> more than beef. They they do. Uh, so we're 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 going to take our our dad uh, to a Brazilian steakhouse, and uh, it's more than that. 
I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, obviously, yeah, you got your beef cuts, but you got your chicken, you got your pork, lamb, all, mm-hmm. all of it. Um, I'll be pineapple. taking advantage of the lamb because <laughs> lamb is the one thing that's very difficult to find around here. Yeah, I, I I like lamb. I like lamb in a few different ways. I mean, but uh, but yeah, lamb's always good. Um, so yeah, no that that should that should be good. So yeah, so you got you got goodies. That's fun. Uh, yeah, I was sick last weekend, or was it last weekend? No, no, sort of the weekend before that. I guess now that I'm thinking about it. So that wasn't all that fun. Last weekend was. Uh, largely trying to get fence stuff up, which is not done yet. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I couldn't help you with that again. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's not a biggie. We, we got all the posts set, but like, Ooh. God, it was, it was, uh, it was, it a was one too for that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it wasn't too bad though, but like, um, the, the ground is just, it's so hard and we kept running mm-hmm. into like, you know, rocks, big rocks. Plus, we and, haven't had rain for like yeah. three weeks at that point, so you had no help whatsoever. Yeah, it had it had been it had been pretty tough. There were a couple of holes that you know that were just a little not as deep as we would have preferred, but um, and then some of the measurement got a little off. Um, I uh, I guess I didn't really think about this as I was measuring it out, but like the way when we used to do all this stuff is you never drill directly on the marker line. You always drill mm-hmm. left or right, depending on which side you're on. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and that was not how, uh, <laughs> how <laughs> the guy right running the, the auger understood that. So, um, <clears throat> Oh, we, you rented an auger for it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, it, it was, uh, so just Ashley's nephew, he had one. Gotcha. Oh, uh, okay. But, um, but yeah, so we have a couple of places where we're going to have to chop some slats off and, you know, mm-hmm. make it fit and type of deal and then blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's not terrible, but I mean, we, we got to the point where we were concreting and he said he had a paddle attachment, concrete paddle attachment for a drill. He didn't. He had a paint mixing attachment for a drill. <laughs> so that didn't work. I wound up having to run down to the Home Depot and renting a mixer, a little nice. mixer. It wasn't that bad. But the guy at the counter, and by this time I really wasn't interested in, in anything, but the guy was like, well, I mean, you could just like pour it down in the hole and add a little water. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it's like. not mix it? Well, I'm getting there. He's like, you really want a mixer? It's like in something. Finally, it's just like, I was like, why in the hell would I not want a mixer? Anyway, (laughs) he wound up getting to the end of this. And basically, you know, they were using red bag, quick creep, Mm -hmm. which is, which you can, you can throw in the hole and add water to it. And it sets very quickly, but that's not what we had. We had the regular yellow bag quickcrete, and it's like, no, you gotta you gotta mix that stuff. You can't just throw yeah. it in a hole. So, but anyway, well, we plus if you don't over dig your hole, how are you gonna get a, a tool in there to actually mix it up? Exactly. You know? So <laughs> it was it was it was whatever. But anyway, we we got every we got all the posts set and everything's sturdy. And um, this this weekend we're we're planning on trying to. Uh, probably a little bit tomorrow as well, but mainly the rest of the weekend trying to uh, uh, put the panels up and, and get the get the rest of the fence done, hopefully. So we'll kind of see how that works out. But yeah, that's that's the plan for now. 
Cool, cool. Very awesome. But uh, but yeah, aside from that, not not too much. Just general general work and and all that good sort of stuff. Um, I think I have hit that age. You can make fun of me for it, where I'm just really into uh, getting into golf. So I think I'm gonna try and do that this weekend. Well, not this weekend. Maybe Thursday. So. Wow. Now, actually, I I, I kind of thought about that recently too, because I got rid of uh, my crappy set of clubs a while ago, and I kind of thought about like, eh, it would be kind of nice at least go to a driving range. Eh, it'd be nice to have a set of clubs, you know, maybe to go mm-hmm. out every once in a while. It's been so long. I I would be. I, I mean, I wasn't ever very good at it in the beginning, and I'm sure as hell not going to be good at it now. But um, I have no interest in being good at it. You know, I'll I'll gladly be that guy who's the last one to tee up. No one behind me to watch me, and I'm just living my best life in my nine holes, uh-huh. drinking beer and sucking. Yeah. I, I don't care. I really don't. Well, maybe we can go out and do that sometime. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. yeah. So other thing, other thing that we did, we finally cracked into a bottle of Eagle Rare and the bottle of Blanton, oh, one of the bottles nice. of Blanton's. And, um, Which is your favorite. So th- this this was the interesting thing. So you know we we tried Blanton's down at um, at, at Buffalo Trace, and that one that we had tried was very um, even keel. It it really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't really bitey. You know, it wasn't crazy. It was good, but it wasn't like you know all the things you you kind of expect. We cracked the Eagle Rare first, and I was like, ooh. That's real good. That got a little little bit of a little bit of burn, you know, going on. It was it was nice. Pop that bottle of Blanton's is like, wow, that's a lot different. And of course, I mean, I I, I knew that because they're single barrel, so it could just be the the barrel. Everyone could potentially be different unless you get one from the you know a couple from the same barrel. So, yeah, that was that was kind of nice. I know you had already cracked into yours as well. Yeah, I tried to. A couple of drinks of each. They're pretty good. I haven't uh, tried mixing them, making an old-fashioned or anything like that. Sure. So, uh, definitely looking forward to that. But the Eagle Rare was pretty impressive. I was happy with both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've got a little list going, and uh, I, I've been thinking about building a little uh, <clears throat> little basement bar, something mm-hmm. that I can kind of you know take down and take with me when we leave this place, but um, at least something to have. But I... I'm serious. Maybe at some point we do. We do do a little, little, little bourbony stuff. I, I could get down with that. Hey, I'm up for it. I'll build one too, and we can go back and forth. <laughs> there, there we go. Do one a month or whatever. I don't care. Get Dad in as a uh, co-host or something, <laughs> or as a guest star. Yeah, we, that'd be. We fun. both have people in our lives that we could bring in as interesting guests. So. Yeah, I mean, I watch a couple of YouTube channels that that talk about it, and you know. Everybody has their their preferences. I don't necessarily know what my preference is yet, because I really mm-hmm. haven't you know engaged in a in a ton of that. But um, yeah, maybe one day we'll have to do a little hunting. You know, we'll, we'll go around yeah, in a couple sure. places and, and check some stuff out, because uh, stuff is out there. Yeah, the truth. And is I'll out tell you, there. I'll tell you what. I don't know if it's because I can't because of the bronchitis or just the amount of. Uh, uh, I just lost the name of it. Uh, we had talked about his YouTube channel last week, the the old cowboy, uh, the Wrangler school guy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the amount of vi- sheer amount of videos I've been listening to from him where he has to start every video with a cigar review, but I have been craving some nice cigars lately, and I'm definitely going to go on a tangent here soon and start buying a ridiculous amount and just, you know, <clears throat> getting ready to start reviewing them or something. I don't know. I well, do I mean, hey, uh, we could put that in there, too. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, feel like I, they go hand in hand for sure. They do. I mean, I, I've I've always you know kind of enjoyed the what is it the Perdomo Habanos or whatever those mm-hmm. are. Those are those are pretty good. Those are one of my favorites. But uh, I mean, we we did try the Buffalo Trace cigars. Yeah, we that did was that. A thing. <laughs> they weren't bad. They weren't bad. No, they were a little were overpriced for what they were, but they weren't bad. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think they were what like twelve bucks or something like uh, that. Some, I mean, we we got one of the more ridiculous ones, not like the standard deals. I, I I don't remember what was special about them. <laughs> they were named something. It was a, a bourbon barrel aged, which doesn't make sense. We're not keeping them in the barrels, but okay. Maybe they did. Maybe they aged the tobacco in the barrels. We could have just gotten any cigar and then <laughs> dipped it in the Eagle Rare and been fine. That's that's true. That is true. <laughs> Well, anyway, do you think at this point we should probably, what are we at, 20 minutes in, 25 minutes in, two hours in, maybe, maybe talk a bit Star Wars. I'm very unprepared, and I don't really want to talk about it too much, but we did have a showcase of Star Wars Outlaws. Mm. Only looked at a little bit of the trailer, so maybe we'll save the discussion for next week, but it does look pretty intriguing, throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, our problem is we're so far behind on everything. Yeah, <laughs> that I mean, Jedi uh, Survivor, you know, <laughs> still have more than that. that. I mean, we've got we've got uh, a lot yeah, visions too, mm-hmm. and we've got uh, books galore and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot, but anyway, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into the uh, into the episode. Uh, so. <clears throat> I've I've heard this episode described as like a detective novel or, you know, some little blah, blah, blah like that. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting back to more of the bounty hunting thing that we sort of saw in the, in the beginning of Mando. And instead of Mando really popping contracts, we have old, uh, <clears throat> what is it? Axe, Axe, something. Shoot. What was this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had Axe Wolves and uh, Cosca Reeves uh, going out here trying to rescue a, a Mon Cal from the evil Corns, but wait, Those. they're in love. Well, one is. <laughs> they're in love, man. I just love how many times he had to just say, I don't care, I love you. I don't care, I love you. Yeah. Do you get the feeling that that Mon Cal was like super underaged. Yeah, sort of did feel a little bit like it's that. A little creepy. A little creepy. <clears throat> yeah, like a bit of a boy, you know, compared to to a yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm I'm fine with skipping kind of skipping past the that. It 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 yeah. is what it is, you know. They rescue the and, prince and away yeah. we go. And then we proceed to the episode that is solely about Bo-Katan and nothing but Bo-Katan, which is awesome. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like I, I even said this, I think, last week, where we're we're definitely like setting this up more as a Bo-centric story and with Mando as sort of a supporting character. I'm not really sure if that's the way it needed to go, but 
last season. Yeah, last I was just about to say last season, you know, we already talked about this. He was very, very much a background character. I think they're kind of, I wasn't, I don't have a problem with it, but let's not forget about Mando here. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, true. It, well, I think we said this last season, it, this, this has become a vessel for other things and you could just make it Mando, but it, we're, we're trying to engage in much larger stuff. I mean, we had, we had, what was it? The, the convert, I think it was called with the, with the doctor and, it, and the majority of that was not Mando at all. It was just, you know, a beginning and an end, and then the major story was away from Mando in its entirety. Yeah, but, and they're definitely uh, pushing this rehabilitation concept. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it is what it is, but... So anyway, we are going to the planet Plazer, Plazer 15, uh, where we meet the, the Duchess and Captain Bombardier, or yeah. otherwise known as Jack Black Lizzo. and Lizzo. Yeah. Um, Jack Fat Black. <laughs> yeah, I don't... You, you, one of the comments that I've heard is that the, the two of them were so distracting from the story that it became like a little, a little bit more cringy than it had to be. And it did. While I, I you know... I think I said this maybe last week too. I'm a little done with Jack Black in general, just because I am as well. You know, he it's a little try hardy. He is, he is. But I'll tell you what, pleasantly surprised. I kind of like Lizzo in this. Well, it, it, I mean, Lizzo Lizzo's a very talented musician. She's a great yeah. singer. Uh, yeah. Whoever's producing her stuff knows what they're doing. But you know. She she wasn't bad. She played it pretty straight, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, Jack Black kind of feels like a guy who's on like an off-Broadway thing who's just like really trying to hit the mark a little too hard, yeah. you know? Yeah. As far as Lizzo goes, I think that like the character that they portrayed with her works in Star Wars. Sure. Maybe a little more childish than what we needed with Mando. I think there's a place for the character for sure. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know if Jack Black's the whole reason I have a problem with the other character, but he's just kind of not needed, in my opinion. It could have just been Lizzo, and I think it kind of would have been better, personally. Right. You know, another thing I actually started to hear a little bit about, which I don't necessarily agree with, people are starting to turn against that set piece that uh what what is it the, the sets you know the the dome mm-hmm. sets that they came up with for this that now everybody's using because it's mm-hmm. actually really good for not having giant sets you can create a sure. lot more in a smaller space i i don't know i mean like i, I I'm, i've seen people start to turn away from that it's like what are you talking about man like it i still think it looks good yeah, I had no problem with the set piece. I thought it was pretty extravagant. It was well done, but I, <laughs> the shape of it didn't matter to me. Yeah. Maybe I just don't pay that much attention. I don't know. Yeah, I just I I know a lot of other movies and and whatevers have gone to using this particular deal. I mean, you got to give it. I mean, Disney Disney does innovate, or 
whoever you want to call this if you know if you really want to give credit to like lucasfilm or not but either way it it, it is innovation <clears throat> so anyway the whole reason why we even came to this planet was to connect with the other mandalorians and we're trying to bring everybody into the fold, but before we can do that, we have to do a fetch quest for the Duchess and the Captain. Yeah, <laughs> which I... That's the only thing that was annoying. Like, I like the fetch quest, but the whole reason we had to do it, I felt, was a little a little too forced. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's fair enough. But um, basically, their problem is, is that their droids are starting to act up. And they have uh, basically not just any droids. No, <laughs> no, they've got uh, they've got old B uh, twos. Yeah, B twos. Uh, the I can't remember names of every single droid, but a lot of the battle droids that we would have seen during the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And all of this is controlled uh, from a control center. And oh, by the way, Christopher Lloyd's here. Christopher freaking Lloyd. Old Doc. Doc's yeah. uh, Doc's running the show. Another. Love it. Another thing I do want to point out, though, this episode was incredibly predictable. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, it was. Like it didn't. It, it, that's kind of where it lacked a little bit for me. Is that it was very predictable. Like this whole what was going on with them. But um, anyway, so the droids are malfunctioning. Uh, you know, <laughs> Lizzo's got this like holographic flowery cape thing that doesn't attach to her. And she's holding Grogu throughout the entire thing. Decoration. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, very colorful, like everything Mm. in this whole planet is, is very, very colorful and everything. And I guess we should also mention that the captain bombardier was an Imperial Mm -hmm. former Imperial who, because uh, of this interest. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just say because of this, uh, the New Republic does not allow them to have a standing military force because yep. of his role in the uh, the politics here. So that's kind of why we have our droids in a way. They are both. I mean, they some are set to protect, but mainly they're a workforce. Yep. But this is also why we have to conscript conscript the Mandalorians to do this because they essentially can't do anything themselves. Yeah, very true. And we almost sort of have a Wally type effect going on here as well. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, no one does anything. Yeah, nobody really does anything. They rely on the droids to pretty much do everything for them. And so this is like a, it's a big problem for the citizens here if their droids are going to, you know, start going haywire. And we, we, we see some footage of, you know, droids freaking out, not really hurting anybody, but just, you know, just doing some destructive stuff. Yeah, very kid-friendly stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Then we run into some of our old friends. Well, we we had one friend, our our Ugnaughts. Ugnaught-Kui? Is it Kui? Yeah, something like that. Kui or Quill or something. Something like you. But so we run into a few more of their race here. And, uh, you know, this is... (laughs) <laughs> they're trying to get information, and of course, like they're not being very helpful. Uh, Bo doesn't really know how to talk to them, but uh, but Mando does because he he knows. Yeah, and he has spoken. <laughs> yeah, I did think this was this was kind of nice because it does give I liked it. it gives Mando a little bit of like a reason to be here. 
Yeah, and the the shout out to Quill is pretty awesome. Quill was a very good character in the yeah. first season, so agreed. Nice to see that he was uh, as well respected amongst his people as he was. Just dropping his name basically got them the in on this. Yep. So absolutely. So uh, kind of move on to a shipping yard where Mando identifies one of the uh, the battle droids that's hey go on, go on, uh, gone haywire. Yes, by simply kicking them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you know it's funny because like he does this whole thing where he trusts droids, but then all of a sudden he doesn't trust droids again. And granted, <laughs> these are these twos are, would be the best thing for him to not trust seeing is what's happened to him in the past yeah absolutely which which is is completely fair um but the the sort of dichotomy of constantly going back over this over and over again is kind of interesting but uh we are eventually able to take down the droid and what was it they were scanning it's like it's oil or it's coolant or something like that which brings a droid bar yeah yeah they found like a uh essentially nanobots yeah yeah in the oil which was controlling them yeah which, which i uh, feel like it's a really convoluted way to explain how something that technologically advanced was controlled like mm-hmm. i don't know i didn't understand why they had to go that route but well, it, whatever it just seems like that might have been the the route they went to reprogram the droids to do what they were supposed to do yeah. kind of deal better way to hide your trail i guess yeah but the interesting thing about the bar is is you know we get to we get to talking to these droids and they're actually like wanting they're wanting resolution because like we don't want to do this like we don't want to go haywire we we want to be here and do our droid stuff and go to droid bar so yeah just pushing towards droids being real people right (laughs) it's what we're doing with disney (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, droids have their own sort of weird level of sentience and so forth, Mm -hmm. which is is interesting. But we really do kind of move on, move right along uh, onto this, and we we go into the uh, (laughs) CSI autopsy room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was was an interesting twist. We didn't have Piper, but it's okay. It's okay. Oh, God. Yeah, so we 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 take a look at the coding and we're starting to, you know, understand that it was Christopher Lloyd's character that's doing this. Um yes, because for some reason he left his chain code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not very smart. The only thing about this is is that he is was a separatist. So mm-hmm. he actually supported Count Dooku. And and the yeah. reference to Dooku here was actually kind of kind of interesting to me. Yeah. You know, I, I like the fact that there were people out there that be- really did believe in what Count Dooku was doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand the higher motivation of it or who was actually pulling the strings, but they saw Count Dooku, who was royalty, effectively, mm-hmm. for his planet, and, you know, he was trying to bring down this bloated republic. So there are people that are going to identify with that because they also saw the corruption in the Republic. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know if, uh, if this character was from, uh, Dooku's homeworld. I know they mentioned a little bit later that he had served this family for a long time, but it'd be kind of cool yeah. if he was from Dooku's homeworld. Yeah. A little extra tie in. Sure. I didn't quite get that implication, but it would be, would be kind of cool if that were the case. 
anyway, uh, we do bring bring him in front of the Duchess and the Captain. We get more of Jack Black's overacting. Yes, and a stupid game. Oh that yeah, the Grogu the croquet, <laughs> the space yes. croquet that Grogu helps giant cheat with. Bugs. Yeah. Now, Lloyd's character does have you know some loyalty to the Duchess. He clearly doesn't like the Captain. Um, you and know, which the is Captain understandable. Always knew that he hated him. Yeah. But you know, in in the Duchess's sort of defense here, she doesn't really want him to just go away or be killed or anything like that. He's like, you know, you, you kind of have to earn some forgiveness here. Like you you got to work your way back up, which is interesting because it it seems like Lloyd's character was mainly just trying to like end. Or, or get people to rely on themselves a little bit more and not just rely yeah. on droids. It seemed more like you're... Well, you're... and like, again, going the Wally route, like, he seemed like the voice of reason. Yeah, and, and he did. So, like, really wasn't much of, like, a punishment there, which, to be fair, isn't actually all that bad. Because, like, when you're over-reliant yeah. on anything, you can run into the folly of losing it, so... Yeah, if nothing else, he was kind of teaching everyone a lesson, but it was completely ignored in this scene. True. Um, again, very, uh, uh, small child Disney resolution here, which eh, is fine. That's the route, that's the route we were going with this episode. Kind of weird how we get our shift later on. Yeah. But nah. well, it's, it's fairy tale stuff, you know, it is, yeah. it is, it is childlike and we even get the knighting of Grogu. Yeah. You know? That was kind of neat. Not a lot of people like that though. You know, it, yeah. Personally, I, think it's cool I don't to really see care. Grogu getting a bunch of little medals. Yeah, like, like it's an RPG, and he's just going around collecting things and making friends with everybody and allies. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't mind it uh, at all either. So after this, we get into our confrontation with uh, with old Wolf here. <laughs> I just keep wanting to call him Dick Wolf, like the the produ- <laughs> the producer of. Uh, what did uh-huh. what did Dick Wolf produce? Uh, maybe it was CSI or one of those one of those sitcomy like, shows. Or was it Law and Order? Act. I don't know. Let me look him up. What did old Dick Wolf do? <laughs> Law and Order. Yeah, a lot of stuff, but mainly Law and Order. I always just thought it was funny. That's one of those things where it's like maybe you should be Richard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway. Uh, so we, we get our encounter and, um, what I actually think was a pretty, pretty tight choreographed fight between Bo-Katan and, uh, and, and Wolf here. I actually yeah, I thought, thought this was pretty, was pretty cool. I was worried right at the beginning that it was going to be a little janky. Yeah. Just, I don't know, but I liked it. I liked everything about it. Well, you know, th- there was a lot of showcasing of the Mandalorian weapons and, you know, the jet packs and the shields and all this stuff and the knives. But, you know, there was also a lot of like, there was like some fainting, like they they weren't just trying to throw haymakers. There was Mm -hmm. some actual, like, you know, true fight choreography. There was one part as I'm watching it here where Wolf kind of like faints up with his hands and he kicks her in the midsection Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of like feigning up to go low. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we see all the classic stuff. You know, we see Little Rocket. We see the flamethrower. We see, you know, the kind of like 
grappling rope type of deal. And, and it was, it was all there and I thought it was pretty cool. But of course, Bo does come out on top as you know, you would expect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, we get sort of the reuniting of this Mandalorian faction, which was hers, but she had lost. Yes. If only she had the, uh, the dark saber though. Yeah. Then she could truly unite everybody. Yeah, this was um th- this was interesting uh how they played this off because the whole deal was once reception for Bo started going up, it became fairly evident that to me at least that Dinjarin would not rule Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Now whether that's the right decision or not, I'm not sure. I don't know if he was ever necessarily set up to be a character to rule. Yeah. Personally, um, whether that was by design or just kind of how the cards fell, I don't know. But that being said, I feel as though they've kind of neutered him a bit in the in the pursuit of making Bo look more badass. Because true, I'm not sure if I like how the way how they did what they did in this episode. So, so ba- basically because, you know, Bo had rescued him. He, uh, he was disarmed by, you know, not general Grievous and Bo defeated that foe and effectively reunited him Dinjarin with the dark saber. So by that logic, she had bested the foe that bested him, which means he gets it. It's kind of Harry Potter logic mm-hmm. when you think about it. Well, you know, it. how did that go? It's like Snape might have killed Dumbledore, but it was actually me who disarmed Malfoy. So I own the wand, not you, Voldemort. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I mean, I guess it's fitting. They're trying to make him kind of similar, now, but I. I don't know. I just, I feel like it was a slap to Mando because, like, it w- couldn't even been that he found a way to concede in a duel without dying to Bo. Right. It's just like, no, we're going to put him on the third tier, and there's this person in between them that technically deserves the Darksaber even before Mando. Right. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that, but it is a good workaround to where there's no conflict, I suppose. Yeah. Definitely seems shoehorned in, though. A little bit. A little bit. But they, they it, it definitely seemed fairly evident that they wanted Bo to continue on and, and run Mandalore again. So that makes some sense, I guess. But they, they might have went about it in a different way. I'm not, like, terribly unhappy about it, but, you know, I just it's don't. not what it is. My, my thing is, like, so if any Mandalore, if any true Mandalore was like, say, in a battle, and he's with a posse of Mandalorians, and like some random creature is about to kill him, and one of the Mandalorians saves him. By logic, do they become the new Mandalore now? Like, is this how <laughs> the system works? <sighs> Who knows? <laughs> Who honestly knows? I, I fair point. I, I don't know. Although I do think it would have been funny if, like, uh, old Dick Wolf would have been like, I, I, I don't know, ask the armorer. 
Don't make these decisions. Oh, boy. Yeah. But anyway, we end the episode with Bo with the Darksaber, and that's that's where we lie today. Yeah. Got a lot more to do, a lot more to come, and we'll do it at our super snail's pace. <laughs> yeah, and we might do it in the next two weeks. We might do it in the next six weeks. You never know. But we do have two episodes left, The Spies and The Return. That's right. So we're getting to the end. Um, but anything more you want to talk about this episode? Are we ready to move on? I think we're ready. Okie dokie. Well, let's go ahead and get on to the ratings now. As I as I prefaced here a little bit, this is the lowest rated episode of the season. Currently, IMDb with just under 20,000 uh, reviews has it at a 6.4. Ooh. Wow. So tanked it pretty good. So what are you giving it and why? <coughs> yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't pick up too terribly. Um, uh, this is a difficult episode to review for me. Um, I enjoyed it. So let's start with that. I did not hate this episode. I came into it pretty negatively. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, that was just because I had heard quite a few really poor reviews of it and had expectations going in that unfortunately it's hard to, it's hard to shake those. Um, I did not finish this episode agreeing with the majority of those complaints, but I also see a lot of merit in the complaints. I don't think this was like a, a great episode. It's the weakest episode probably of the season. I'm not going to argue with that. Not substantially weaker, but just, I don't know. The acting was a bit lackluster with Jack Black. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was awesome. It was great to see him. Although we didn't get to see a very three-dimensional character, it was pretty clear from the beginning what was going to happen with him. Um, still appreciated to see him uh get to continue acting mm-hmm. always loved him growing up uh lizzo was good i like lizzo as a person i like lizzo's brand i guess you'd say i like um i like how she showed enthusiasm in the episode she clearly is a star wars fan i i have read some things about that she was excited to do this jack black was too for that matter so i, I won't knock him for that um everyone tried in this episode I just, I don't know. It was just okay. So I'm going to give it a 7.2. Um, I did really enjoy the Ugnot scene, though. I like that. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was that was neat. Um, it gave Mando, like you said, some purpose in the episode. Um, I felt like he was kind of in the back burner, and he has been for a while, so that was cool. Uh, obviously... Moving forward with Bo having the dark saber, that's ultimately what I think both of us wanted to see happen. So as far as setup goes, it's exciting. But yeah, it's just an episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think that's fair. Um, you know, the Ugnot scene was good. I I think it's it's a nice nice callback uh to them. Uh I I Obviously, I, I like the fight choreography at the end. Whether you agree or disagree with the end conclusion of it is, is uh, you know, I think down to personal preference. 
but I did like how we got there. Um, I think that that was, that was a good thing because yeah, I mean like Mandalorian code, you're going to have to fight. So, you know, I, I thought that was pretty well done. Um, yeah, I mean, Lizzo was fine. Jack, Jack Black, I mean, I, I've already kind of said this. I, I think he's a little on my nerves anymore, and I kind of, I'm kind of a little over it. No offense to him. Like, he's not a bad guy or anything. I, I understand. But, you know, I, I do like rewarding sort of fandom with little sneaky appearances and stuff or, or giving a bigger, bigger appearance. So, you know, that, that to me doesn't have... I have no problem with that. Um, but a lot of the stuff with, with Lizzo and Jack Black didn't feel as naturally organic as some of, you know, other things could be. And that's just me. Um, so it, it kind of does drop the episode a little bit just because I is like, I didn't really care about that that much. It, it seemed kind of like a way to stretch out an idea without actually, you know, without actually really fleshing it out a ton. But, um, but you know, I, I, I think the end was fine. It, it was just, it was fine. It wasn't like a dumpster fire, but it wasn't, it wasn't like great. It could have, it could have been a lot better. Um, so I, I think I'm probably, I think the number I had in my head was a 7.1. So just a little bit under you, I think I'm going to stick with that. And, uh, and again, not terrible, but not great. And, you know, it was a lower point for the season as pretty much agreed with uh, everybody. It looks like, um, and, and I will say this, the IMDB skew was, was actually fairly even, you know, 12%, 10, 6.6%, 9s, 12.9%, 8s, 16.5%, 7s, which was the largest spread. Yeah, six, uh, 12.7%, a couple of sub 10%, five through two, one star was 14%. So obviously you have, you know, people just bombing and bombing and bombing, Mm -hmm. but like, I I think it was a fairly even skew there, which, you know, I think that's fair. Bryce Dallas Howard directed this one though. Yeah. Very, uh, very unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I except think for the Bo-Katan stuff that was expected. Sure. Yeah, for sure. But I, I mean, I think it was supposed to be a little bit of fun, maybe fell a little flat for people. So mm-hmm. is what it is. I could see her being an, a fan of like the idea of Lizzo and Jack Black being this fun, flamboyant addition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, I, I think we're somewhat lucky we didn't have him do a song. Like yes. I could have seen like a little musical oh. number. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could have been bad. Little Lizzo metal, goofy rock. Yeah, he just whips out an acoustic guitar. Play the best song in the world. Hey, if Zach Gas shows up, I'd be happy with that part. Anyway, so there we go. Uh, Anything else we need to talk about before we uh, cut it off? I think we're good. Okie dokie. Well, folks, uh, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to, you know, download it and undownload it and download it again as many times as you can. Uh, multiple accounts. <laughs> multiple accounts. I get those numbers pumped up. But, uh, yeah, if you'd like to interact with us, um, we're not, like, crazy uh, active on social media anymore. But we we still have the Twitter and the Facebook at TC Plan Podcast. 
or you can just send us a good old email to tcplanpodcastgmail.com if there are any subjects you want us to go over or whatever. We're more than happy to do that. But we will continue our slow truck to the end of Mando and then get into other stuff. I mean, we got Bad Batch. We didn't do anything with Vision. I mean, there's, there's a ton. There's a ton we still need to do. So we'll keep going. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. So you all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the Force be with you. Thank you.